Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images. Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, wife, or possessions. Amen, everybody. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were written for us. It reminds me of, we're going to talk about the Seventh Commandment today. And there was a little girl that went to school first grade. She went to first grade and her first day of school, she had to fill out all this paperwork. And she brought a piece of paper home. And it was a document that had her information on that. It had uh, things about her on that. And it also had the boxes on there that had M for male and F for female. And she told her mom, said, Mom, I've got this piece of paper here. And she was a little bit weepy. And her, her mom's like, what's wrong, baby? What's wrong? She said, Mom, look. She says, I failed sex and I haven't learned about it yet. <laughs> okay, you'll get that tonight. Somebody's going to wake up tonight. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I got that. All right. She checked the box. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Sex is God's gift. It is God's parameter. As a matter of fact, when God comes to talk about this, he put put it in stone. It's amazing with the Ten Commandments how that he wrote it in stone to make sure they would never, ever change because God's opinion about it never, ever changes. And what I want you to know is this is the, ten, the seventh commandment, Exodus 20 and 14. I tried every translation. It all says the same. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not commit adultery. Why? What is God trying to tell us this? And this is what the message I want you to get is this, is that God's boundaries brings God's blessings. Did you hear that? Let me say it again. God's boundaries bring God's blessings. And if you want to be blessed by God in your life and you want your life to work out right, then we have to do it God's way. Amen, everybody? God's boundary brings God's blessing. Now, the world's way, the world's way in this world, you know, there is right now as anything goes, right? There's no boundaries, especially when it comes to sex and sexuality. But when we do God's way, when we, God's boundaries brings God's blessing. Can you say that with me, everybody? God's boundaries brings God's blessings. And I want you to understand that. And so today I want to talk to you about, I want to talk to everybody in the room and everyone that's watching online. I don't care what age you are. Don't say, well, you know, I'm 75 and I'm beyond that. Oh, no, you're not. Not in our culture, you're not. Amen? No, no, no. You're not, you're not beyond this. So I want to talk to you today how to live a sexually pure life. How do you do that? How do you do it in the 21st century? That's the question. How do you do that? So I want to give you three things today. But before I do that, I want to give you one other verse, and then we're gonna, I'm going to give you the how-tos. Hebrews 13 and 4, look what it says. 
Hebrews 13 and 4 says this. Honor marriage and guard the sacredness of sexual intimacy between wife and husband. God draws a firm line against casual, illicit sex. Amen, everybody? So what I want you to know that God is saying here that God's idea for marriage was that a man and a woman in a committed relationship, in a committed relationship called marriage, and he said, honor that. And I just think in our culture today that we don't honor marriage. You know, we should honor marriage. It's an honor to be married. Amen, everybody? I can tell you after 34 years, it's an honor. You, you will be better. It's a matter, we were made to be together. And so uh, in the covenant of marriage, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And he says, honor that. Now, why would God tell us that, okay, that, that no matter what Hollywood says and what you see on television or you see in a movie or you see in a film clip, that this is all right? Why would he say that? Why would he say that it should be kept between a man and a woman? He would say that for this reason is because sex create permanent bonds. And by the way, let me just say before I go any further, I just want to relieve the guilt right now. I can feel the tension in the room. I'm speaking to your future, not to your past. Amen, Amen everybody. Amen. Uh, so just so you just, I know as soon as this topic come up, as soon as you heard me say that, all of a sudden you started thinking about the times that you had something went wrong in your relationship, in your life, and maybe an incident that happened with you that you wish you hadn't have done that, and that guilt comes rolling back. I can't take that away from you, but what I'm telling you today is I'm not speaking to that. Amen? And so you can let that go. Just let go of what your past is. Let's talk about from this day forward. Amen, everybody? Okay, now, now that we got that out of the way, now we can move forward. So why does God say that? Because sex is like it's, it's construction paper here. I, what I've done is I've actually glued it together, and that's what sex does. It creates a bond between two people. It's a bond that, that, that no matter what you go through, and many of us know that, that it creates a bond. And the reason that God says the wise that it's to be between a husband and wife in a lifetime commitment is this. It's because that when you break that bond and when, when you separate, when you go your own way, look, it creates scars. Notice how that the blue is still on the orange and the orange is still on the blue. And all the rest of your life, you live with those scars that are permanent scars in your life that are there that you cannot get out. That's why when I began to even talk about, introduce the topic to you, that some of you thought about things of your past like I have. And you thought about those because the scars are real. And if there's anything that we could do, if there's anything as a pastor that I could do, is I never, ever want your life to be like this. I don't want this no matter. Listen, and maybe your life doesn't, maybe your life looks a little bit like this. Maybe that's just a few of them, or maybe it looks like this where it's a lot. But what I want to tell you is that from this day forward, I want to protect you as your pastor. I love you, and I want to protect you from having this happen again. And listen, teenagers and young people, I would, I'm standing shouting at you today saying, don't do it because this happens. Amen, everybody? And so I love you. That's why I'm talking about it. In our world today, only like people that want to talk about it is the world and the culture says anything goes. But what we deal with constantly, constantly over and over again is this. This is the end result. And so I just want you to understand the why. Now I'm going to give you the three things that's going to help you from this, this happening in your life. All right, you ready? Number one is this. The first thing is this, is make a, make a decision daily to be sexually pure. 
This is not a one-time decision. This is a daily decision. Amen, everybody? It's a daily decision. Make a daily decision to be sexually pure. Now, look what 1 Thessalonians says. He says, God's will is for you to be what, everybody? Holy. holy. God wants you to be holy. What does that mean? That means that God wants you to do his will. If you do God's will, you'll be holy. You'll become like Jesus. That's the goal of life is that you will never be Jesus. You'll never be God, but you become like him. And I think Jesus is pretty cool, right? I mean, God is dope. Right? That's right. I saw that on the T-shirt. I guess it's good. Okay? And so I want you to understand that. Now, look what, I, look what he goes on and says this. So stay away from all sexual sin. Then each, each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor, not in lustful passion like pagans who do not know God and his way. Now, the reason I tell you that you have to make a conscious decision daily to live sexually pure is not because of what you do, but it's who's coming after you. Amen, everybody? And back in the day, you had, to, you had to make a choice to be sexually unpure. But in our day, you don't have to make that choice because it's coming after you. You know what I'm saying? It's like anybody got the Internet, okay? That's right. Matter of fact, in your pocket, there is a potential for porn to be in your pocket if you got a smartphone. Amen, everybody? Like, listen, years ago, oh, well, not that long ago, you know, I just uh, was, uh, we was asking everybody, hey, we're going to do a 21 days of prayer. And by the way, we're going to be doing 21 days of prayer in August. But we're going to do 21 days of prayer. But that, instead of meeting here, we was going to do it on, on Facebook, social media. And I was going to pray every day at 12. I was saying, hey, everybody, just, you know, friend me, friend request me. And so I was accepting friend requests from people I never heard of, you know, because I thought they all wanted to pray. And then the next thing I know that some of our staff members started calling me and said, hey, Pastor Jeff, somebody's on your page and they're saying, hey, if you want to have a good time, come to this address. <laughs> he was on it. They were promoting it out there on my page. I'm like, oh, my God, get it off. You know, I don't know. And so from that point, that, from that point, I always now, I would try to click on the picture, right, of the person and see if we got mutual friends or something. But you can't even do that anymore, right? Because I clicked on the picture and I saw too much of somebody. <laughs> Have you, has that happened to you? And the instinct, and the instinct is to keep looking, isn't it? Oh, you're saying, oh, not me, not me. Oh, yeah, you. And me, right? And so I have to have people, I have to have boundaries around my social media and other people checking it so that I, I don't want to go there because I, like you, can, you know, see things that I don't, should not see. And I just want you to understand, it's all of our battle. Every one of us, male and female, is our battle. So I want you to understand, it comes looking for you. That's why Job said in Job 30 and 31, look what he said. Job said, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a girl. And ladies, you have to make a covenant with your eyes not to look lustfully at a guy. Amen? We all have to do this. And I want you to know it's, it's an issue that we all face no matter how old you are because it comes looking for us. So every day make a decision. I am going to live sexually pure. Make it every day. And listen, some of you are saying, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Let me tell you something. You just decide that today, I'm going to do it today. And don't worry about tomorrow. You just do it today. Amen, everybody? Amen. 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 Now, so on your connection card, I have this next step for you. 
I hope everybody will sign this because so we're going we're gonna to pray over your cards. And it says this. It says, I will make a decision daily to be sexually pure. I hope that you will do that. Married or not married, it doesn't matter. Check that box so we can pray over you and your family that you make that decision. Now, I want to tell you about something I just heard about. There's a website called Canopy. I just heard about it. I was preparing this message, and it's amazing how I heard about this. This is a technology that's out there now that can help you uh, put this a guard on your, on your um, uh, Internet for your children. The thing about Canopy that's different than all the others is this, is that with Canopy, it can block stuff in real time. In other words, when your kids go to a site that they want to do research on, but there's potential porn there, that it will see it in real time and block it. And also will block sexting on your smartphone. So before someone can send your kid a photo that they shouldn't, or they send a photo out, it will block it. So you need to, matter of fact, take a picture of this, write it down, and check it out, okay? I think it's a fee for that. Uh, I just heard about that this week, so just want to let you know about that, all right? Number two, the second thing I want to tell you is this. The second thing is pray about what you think about sexually. Pray about what you think about sexually. You know, I have found a way to get the church to pray. <laughs> if you will pray every time you have a sexual thought, then, man, we'll have revival. <laughs> we'll have revival. Do you know, do you know I, I was doing a little research this weekend. It said that men, now this was, was a statement that was made, that men have a sexual thought every seven seconds. That means that over 8,000 times a day. Now, they debunked that. That's not true. I just want you to, that is not true. But what they found to be really true is at least 19 times a day, men have a sexual thought. And then, listen, then they think about food 18 times a day. All right? And, and so with women, actually, ladies, you're not, it's actually, women have a sexual thought at least 10 times a day. And then food about eight times a day. It's no wonder that the strip clubs are always advertising wings and things. <laughs> right? I've had some people say, hey, come and eat with me over here. I said, man, they got the best wings. They got the best burgers. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's why the clubs advertise the, the, the good food, right? Because they want to have two appetites. And what I want to tell you this is it is a constant in our, in our society in which we live. Again, we see so much advertisement all the time uh, of sexuality and sex. And so it, it's there on our minds whether we want it to be there or not. Amen, everybody? Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. But here's a solution. God gave it a long time ago before the 21st century Internet. In, in Psalms 19 and 14, this is one I would challenge you to remember, remember, put it to memory. I've asked you to memorize a verse a month anyways. I'm still trying to memorize one a week. But this is the one I've committed to memory is Psalms 19 and 14. Look what it says. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Let's say that, everybody. Let's say that verse together. You ready? May these words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. May the words of my mouth, meditation of my heart. Lord, 
what's coming out of my mouth and what I'm thinking about, God, let it be pure. Amen. And if you will, listen, if you will pray, God, I'm having a bad thought right now. Lord, will you help me with this? It's amazing how he'll help you. Amen. Don't try to hide from it. Run to God. Don't run from God. That's what the devil does with, with thoughts. He tries to get you to run from God. He tries to make you feel dirty with your thought life. But if you'll just let your thought life trigger you, trigger you to run to God, he'll quit doing it to you, everybody. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Now, now, some of you say, well, that's Old Testament, Jeff. What, you know, you shall not uh, commit adultery. Well, Jesus picked this up. And look what Jesus said. Jesus said, you have heard, you have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman, how everybody? And I would go back in the, in the course, you know, he would also, this is for women as well. Anyone looks at a man lustfully, look at he goes on and says this, has already committed adultery with her in his heart or with him in his heart. What Jesus is saying is this, everybody. Remember, remember what we were saying that uh, God's boundaries bring God's blessings. And what Jesus is saying is pornography is out of bounds. It's out of bounds. You know, I have too many people say, well, you know, I'm just looking. I'm not touching. Jesus said that's adultery. That's, that's out of bounds. And there's no way that you can have intimacy with the person, your wife or your husband, if you're practicing that. Amen, everybody? And let me tell you what pornography is. Pornography are people's fantasies that they've dreamed of, that they're paying people to act it out to tell you that that's what's normal. It's not normal. They wouldn't do it if they weren't paid mega bucks to do it. Amen, everybody? And so it's not normal. And these children of ours are growing up. And listen, the average age of, of, of seeing pornography now because of smartphones is like eight years old. And, and these kids have this idea that's not real. No wonder they're so screwed up. Amen, everybody? Because they're so alive. And we have to teach the truth that God's way is the truth. And if you want the best sex ever, you wait and get married in the context of marriage. And watch what God will do. Amen? Because remember God's boundaries. Bring God's blessings, everybody. Amen. I know I'm preaching good right now. That's all right. You can get there and get quiet all you want to. You can be nervous about it. You can be scared. But I'm telling you the truth because I love you. I love you. I love you. I want you. I love you. I love your children. I love your grandchildren. And you, listen, you can say whatever you want to say about me. We're going to talk about the truth because I love you. Amen. I, I heard there's a man that, that told me, he said, he, he said, listen, I was, my wife was in the, we were in our master bedroom. My wife was in the bathroom. She was getting ready. I just got and I laid down on the bed and I started rolling through the channels. And I stopped on the channel that something that I should not have been watching. And he said, I just paused there just for a few moments. And he said, then, you know, she started coming to bed and I just rolled on through the channels. He said, my wife got in the bed with me, and she said, was it worth it? He said, what do you mean? She said, what you just paused on, was it worth it? And that's the question. Is it worth it? Is it worth it to you 
to just, to just pervert your mind? Is it worth it to you? Is, that a, is it to throw your family away? Is it worth it to throw everything away? Is it worth it? That's the question that Jesus answered. And Jesus answers the question. It's never worth it, everybody. It's never worth it. I don't care how good they look. I don't care how cute they sound. I don't care. Listen, it's not worth your family, everybody. It's just not worth it. Amen? It's not worth it. Look what Jesus said. Jesus said in Matthew, again, following this verse up about uh, a lustful, he says this, if your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and what, everybody? Throw it away. Throw it away, man. I mean, that's tough right there, isn't it? Why? He says it's for this reason. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than your whole body to be thrown into hell. You know what he was saying? I don't think he was saying, I don't think he really wanted us to, to pull our eyes out, but he was saying, do whatever it takes because your spiritual life depends on it. Your physical life depends on it. The outcome of your life depends on you keeping it right. Amen, everybody? Amen. Amen. Your spiritual life. God's boundaries bring God's blessings. Rhonda and I celebrate 34 years today. And I can tell you, the thing that's kept us, we talked about it yesterday. We're like, you know, you know, we, we said, hey, what, the things over 34 years, what do you, I asked Ron, I said, what's the one thing that you would always lean into? She says, one thing that we always say, Jeff, it was our commitment to God that kept us. It's our commitment to God. Because we've learned that no matter how mad we got each other and how we wanted to just walk out on each other through the years. And let me tell you something, pastors go through that too. You know, that's right. Not every day is like, hallelujah, I'm so glad I'm married to you. <laughs> no, it's like, this is hell. This is hell. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. I just got in your home then, didn't I? That's right. Oh, boy, this is bad. And so we've been through those seasons our, ourselves. But I can tell you, that's why I'm so passionate to tell you, God's boundaries bring God's blessings. And those seasons do pass, everybody. And you may be in one right now. You just hold on. You hang on to God because he'll get you through what you're going through. Amen? Amen. And you're going to come out on the other side. And when you come out on the other side, you're going to say, roses are red, grass is green. You're the most beautiful person I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, at 34 years, I tell her she's so fine. I'm so glad she's mine. I said, honey, I want you to know your feet are tired, aren't they? Your feet are tired today because you've been running through my mind all day. <laughs> yeah, you can borrow any one of those. <laughs> oh, I told a teenager that a couple weeks ago. I, uh, one of the teenagers was helping me move, and I told him that. I said, now that's one you can use. Doggone if he didn't just text his girlfriend that. <laughs> A girl he was liking, not his girlfriend. He texted her that. I was like, man, you texted her that? He said, yeah. I said, what did she say? He says, you ain't said nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Remember we said God's boundaries. God's boundaries bring God's blessings. Let's say that, everybody. God's boundaries bring God's blessings. The third thing I want you to know is this. How to have a sexually pure life. Number three is know that you can be free from your past sexual sins. Amen? You can be free. Now, this is what the devil wants you to think about all the time is this. He wants you thinking constantly about this. Oh, 
And when I, even when someone like me begins to talk, you know what? All of a sudden the guilt comes and all he wants to do is point you to this. But you know what? God doesn't want to do that. God wants you to remember that, you, you know what? You can think, you can, that's in your past and he wants you to feel like this. Not like that. To where constantly things are falling apart. He wants you to feel whole again. And so in spite of your past, you can feel whole again. Look at what 1 Corinthians says. Now, I want you to hold on as I read this verse, okay, because it's going to sound a little rough to start with. But hold on with me, all right? He said, don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sins or who worship idols or commit adultery or male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or thieves or greedy people or drunkards or abusives or cheat people... None of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I want to stop right here just a moment. Watch this. That describes all of us. Every one of us fits in that. It's one of those categories somewhere along the line. Every one of us. Here's a difference. There's a difference between struggling with the sin and living in sin. Amen? Every one of us, every one of us has a struggle with one of those areas. It's a struggle. In other words, it's something that we, we have a strong desire to do. But there's a difference. You know, there's some that, you know, sometimes we fall into that. Like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I don't want to ever do that again. That's the difference. When we sin, we're sorry for it. We don't want to do it again. Even if we've repeated it, we say, God, I'm sorry. I don't want to do it again. But living in it is when you say this. Well, I know what the Bible says. I know what God says. But I'm going to do this anyways. Now, that's the person that's in trouble. This says, I'm going to do it anyways. Okay? And so what I want you to understand is this. It, he doesn't stop there. Look what he says in the next verse. Some of you were once like that. Amen, everybody? Amen. I, we, all of us in this room fit into one of those categories. We were once like that. But you were cleansed. You were made holy. And you were made right with who, everybody? That's right. You were made right with God by calling on his name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and by the Spirit of God. What I want to say this is you is that if that describes you, that your past, or maybe it was your yesterday, I mean literally yesterday, but today you want to be clean, you can make that decision. You can make the decision today that, you know what, no longer am I going to follow my lustful desires. No longer am I going to give in to that sin that maybe someone taught me when I was a little child. No longer am I going to give in to that. I'm going to follow Jesus, everybody. Because when you just make a decision to follow Jesus, something happens. I can't explain it. It's like that wind that you feel in the room. The Holy Spirit comes in and he begins to help you do the things that you need to do. He helps you overcome. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in this room? It's God's Spirit. And today I want you to invite him in. If you're not a Christ follower today, you are open to all of this. I mean, like, you have no control. Your flesh wants to do it, and you just go ahead and do it. But you've got to have a spirit inside of you, the Holy Spirit, to help you say, no, we don't do that way anymore. Amen? We don't do that. This is who I am. I'm a Christ. I'm a new in Jesus Christ. So I want to pray the prayer to become a Christ follower with you. I'd like for everyone to bow their heads just a moment. Heavenly Father, right now we're going to pray this prayer. And those that are watching and those in this room, there's some people in this room that need to make this decision. It says this, Dear Lord Jesus, would you say this in your heart if this is you? Dear Lord Jesus, I have wounds. I've been scarred. And today, I need you to come in my life. 
Forgive me of my sins. And today I want to follow you. And I want you to be the Lord. And I need you to be my Savior because I cannot do this on my own. I am failing. I need you to save me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give God a hand for all those that received Jesus today? Amen. Now, what I want you to do is on that card, there's a connection card. We call it a connection card. I want you to just check on the back of that that you pray the prayer to become a Christ follower so we can pray for you today. I want to tell you one more thing, and we're going we're gonna to sing, and God's going to break some chains. Just to show you that God doesn't hold this against you. I know that no matter what I say, there's still that bit of guilt inside of you. And isn't it amazing how that you try to move on, that out of nowhere you have that thought about your past. Didn't that happen to anybody else besides me? I mean, that could have happened 30 years ago. And all of a sudden, boom, it comes up like it was yesterday. And you feel the guilt all over again. There was a woman that was caught in the act of adultery. Some people went in and drug her out of the house. And they brought her. And they threw her at Jesus' feet. And they said, here's a slut. Here's a prostitute. Here's a whore, Jesus. Here she is. She deserves to be stoned. And, and the Old Testament said that that's what should happen. When you were caught sleeping with another man's, uh, uh, another woman's husband, you should be stoned. And they grabbed those rocks and they stood around her. She was laying on the ground, basically begging for her life. And they looked at Jesus. They said, the law says to stone her. What do you say? And Jesus just got quiet. And he bent over. And he began to write in the sand as they began to yell, shout louder. Let's kill her. Let's stone her. What do you say? We're about to do it. And Jesus began writing in the sand. And all of a sudden, he makes a statement. You that's without sin, cast the first stone. You know, you know I don't know what Jesus wrote in the sand, but I just got a feeling. I just got a feeling that maybe he wrote down their girlfriend's names. Maybe, maybe, maybe they were messing around with some people that, that they thought nobody else knew about. And when they were ready to murder her for her sin, Jesus said, I just want to remind you that you know better than her. And he just wrote it in the sand. I don't know, but I believe something like that happened. Because he said, you, that's without sin, you throw the first stone. And the Bible says, after he wrote in the sand, that one by one they started dropping the stone. Maybe when they seen Leroy's girlfriend's name on the ground, they'd said, uh-uh, he's right in mine. I'm getting out of here. I don't know, but maybe. But what's more important than that is after they'd all walked away, Jesus said to her, we're your accusers. He looked at her and he said this, neither do I condemn you. In other words, everything that's happened in your life this day back, I'm not even going to think about. You're free today. 
You don't want, you may think that everybody, you may feel like that your life, that, that there's always somebody got a stone and they want to throw it at you. They, they want to they constantly bring up your path and they want to constantly hit you with it. But I'm telling you, your heavenly father today is sitting in heaven and above and he's not looking at your path. He's looking at your future. Amen. You've got a new name written down in glory. You've got a new, you got a new body. you got a new mind and a new spirit. And God says, that's who you are. You're not that anymore. You're not that anymore. And when they try to call you out, you say, that's not me. That's not who I am. I'm a follower of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the devil throws a stone and says, you remember when you was 12, how that happened. You remember when you was 14, how that happened. You remember, no, no, no. My father doesn't remember. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm free. I'm free. Hallelujah. Come on, you can stand with me, everybody. I got one more thing I'll tell you. But he didn't leave it there. He said, now listen. Today, everything's wiped clean. So you go and you leave your life of sin. I've cleansed you. I've forgiven you. Now you got the power to walk away. I'm telling you, today's the day that some of you in this room and some of you that are watching, you got to make a decision that today's my day. And I'm walking away. I'm not going to live in this anymore. I'm not going to feel like this anymore. I'm not going to put up with this anymore. Today I'm making a decision. I'm going to walk away. And never, never, ever, ever am I going to live with the guilt of the past anymore. But today I'm free. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.